Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, babe, we've been trying to put these first test demons to the back of our mind because the Black Caps have a chance of redemption with the second test starting at the Basin tomorrow and joining us to talk about it as legendary English cricketer and now talk sport commentator right here in New Zealand, Steve Harmison. Steve, welcome into the programme. Thank you very much for coming on. How are you today? I'm not bad. Just obviously, it looks as though we've brought the rain with us from from the obviously <laughs> northeast of England, but nothing much we can do that. We had a good week in Mount Monganui, both on and off the field. Obviously, the weather was great as well. So, fingers crossed we get well, a start start to play um, tomorrow and hopefully the rain will stay away. Well, obviously you've got plenty to cry about, but for uh, us Kiwi fans, we've got a little bit of work to do. What changes do you think the Black Caps need to make to turn it around in just a matter of days? What would you do? Uh, yeah, I'm not so sure. It's, it's, it's a difficult one. You've got England are in such, you know, such ridiculous form at this minute in time. Um, it was a surprise that Trent didn't come back into play when uh, in Mount Monganui when he was literally five minutes down the road. I thought that was a, a strange decision because he would have made a difference. Um, obviously, Matt Henry are likely to come back in, um, probably at the expense of Kugeline, but I think it's more of a mindset the mindset shift that the Kiwis need rather than something like personnel. When you look at the way England play and the sort of positive approach that they've got, um, and the pressure that they're relentlessly put on the position, opposition, I think it's it's about that side of the game. They need to get better rather than the, whoever they pick one to eleven. Because I thought in in the first innings, especially in Mount Monganui, the bowling wasn't up to the task. In England, it didn't take much for England to put them under pressure. Second innings, I thought England bowled batted better uh, against better bowling from New Zealand. But still, I think if if they were critically really hypercritical. I don't think the bolt as well in the second innings either. So I think it's a sort of mentality shift rather than the actual personnel coming in because England at this minute in time, if you give them half, like a, a sniff, they are very, very ruthless and they, they put the pressure right back onto the opposition. Steve, obviously as New Zealanders, we're trying to look for miracles and try and uh, think how's this getting turned around. A few people have been, and I guess a little bit's been coming out of the Black Caps themselves, mentioning the fact that it'll be a different game going from pink to red. Uh, as a former fast bowler yourself, uh, do you buy into that? Um, quite possibly, but I think if you listen to Broad and Anderson before the pink ball test, they didn't. They, they seemed as though they didn't enjoy bowling with the pink ball, they weren't having the pink ball concept of the game and if they got a chance to you know, make a change, they wouldn't bowl with a pink ball and <laughs> you've seen what damage they did when they didn't enjoy it, so Jimmy's 40 year old, gone to number one in the world in the bowl in the world rankings, so I think no matter what he's bowling with red, white, sky blue, pink who cares with Jimmy Anderson, he's quite keen on whatever, whatever he's bowling at this minute in time because he's in ridiculous form, so I think the red ball will make a difference, but Looking at the pitch yesterday and seeing that it's been undercover for for basically the whole time we were there yesterday afternoon and today, 
I think both bowling units will enjoy bowling on this with, with, with whichever ball that they come with. I think Jimmy would make a football talk on that pitch that, that, they've, <laughs> that they've got on at the minute. So when you, when you look at it, it's going to be difficult for batsmen, um, which probably will bring New Zealand more into play. More difficult for batsmen to sort of play their shots, but I think um, I don't really, I really think the colour of the ball is going to make a difference if New Zealand don't put it in the right area for consistent periods of time and stay patient with the way England go and play. Then, then I think it's going to be difficult for them. Mate, you mentioned Broad and Anderson throughout there, and. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if I think back to the last Ashes tour in Australia, those two were very much even barely used, weren't they? They weren't. It was almost like the writing was on the wall then. So much has been made about the Baz resurrecting the the batting attitude, but even the bowling seems to have uh, come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. What we what we had, I spoke to Broad Anderson obviously yesterday for for our channel. Uh, a lunchtime fill during during our coverage, and the thing that the question I was desperate to ask them, I've asked them personally away from it, but <laughs> a lot happens in sides in international teams where they say like a natural sh- succession, and what's our succession plan two years down the line? And it seemed as though we were trying to sort of plan for something that we were never going to get to, and not picking our best team, and we we thought. I think we tried to reinvent the wheel in Australia and I think we tried far too much. Um, and we did it in India as well. We picked we picked three seamers and in, four seamers in India in the Ahmedabad test for the lights and we got beat before the lights turned on. So, <laughs> you know, these things happen um, from an English point of view and all Ben and McCullough and Ben Stokes has gone. Um, we're going to pick our best team for the next test match. And no surprise, two of our best bowlers are Broad and Anderson and that succession that England were trying to strive for during the or before the Ashes during the Ashes and subsequent after it's like well you're trying to leave out or you're trying to look beyond two blokes who are actually still better than anything we've got and I think that's why McCullum and Stokes have gone predominantly with Anderson um, but Broad's been in there as well so and it's great to see them still still play 15 years to do they took uh, 15 years to the test they took mine and Hoggy's place you know, and they came in the first test match as a pair possibly this could be quite possibly I think it'll be the, quite possibly the last ever test match to play away from home together wow. um, which will be because I don't you've got to remember England's next away test is not until next January in India um, so for them to play together in that series I think it will be quite difficult um, but They've got this test match, they've got the Ireland test match, and then I can see them being heavily involved in the Ashes. Mate, looking forward to this one, and you've mentioned the weather. Uh, the English travelling Barmy Army obviously adds so much to the tours of New Zealand and, and all around the world. They're in Wellington in full cry, I hear. Sold out if we can get any uh, get any action in the first couple of days. Yeah, sold out was great. You know, the Barmy Army, I've been with them for, I was with them last night. Um, and they're in good voice. Uh, they're here in good numbers. And to be fair, we I think if we get three days worth of cricket, there will be a result. Um, and if the other two gets rained off, well, there's no doubt they'll enjoy themselves in the bars around Wellington. So that's fine. They're on a holder, so they'll enjoy whichever way um, it comes. They just want to see their, their cricket team again and play in a positive fashion. And there's no doubt the boys will do that. Um, so if they can get three, three and a half days of cricket, we might still see a, a result, or try to be a forced result by 
um, by both captains, because I think Tim Southey as well will try and do everything they possibly can to get a result because there's no Test Championship points on, on offer. Um, and I think both I think both captains are quite uh, forward-thinking to try and get to a, an end result. And whoever wins, obviously, plays the best cricket. And the Barney Armour will sing, play the trumpet, and you know, drink merrily while they're there. <laughs> Steve, you've obviously uh, been enjoying all that Wellington uh, has to offer, which Beaver's done on many, <laughs> many occasions. How's the hospitality been while you've been in New Zealand and what's the best thing about your trip so far? It's been fantastic, to be honest. Yeah, the drive down from Mount Monganui was beautiful. Um, it really was. We had a night out the night before and um, up there and my co-pilots, two co-pilots who... We're supposed to stay awake for the seven-hour journey to try and keep me awake because I'm doing the whole thing. We sleep there, slept for six hours. So that wasn't ideal, but it's been, it's been, it always is great hospitality to, to come to New Zealand. It's just a pity it's so far away <laughs> for us in England. Um, but we've all, we've all enjoyed ourselves. And, um, we're just staying down the road from, I think, the Ferriston where the Barmy Army are based and popped in there last night. They were in full force. And we were there the night before, before the Barmy Army got there. We had some nice food and, and the music, the playlist was fantastic. So I just think it's going to be a good week. And unfortunately, you going to have to put our coats on. Um, and I've got my hat and, hat and scarf on me as well for some reason. <laughs> Didn't think it would be needed. I wore it to the airport in England on the way to the, to the airport to get here. And I thought the only time I'll wear it again is if I come back when I come home from the airport. But I might need me big coat, hat, scarf and gloves in Wellington over the next few days. So I'm pleased I packed them. It'll be, it's going to be a great occasion once again. And, and, and fingers crossed the two teams won't let us down. Well, Steve, if there's a city in this country that can remind you of the UK, it is Wellington on a bad day, isn't it, Kirsten? Oh, what a great city. <laughs> what a great place. Thank you so much for your time, Steve. We really appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Thank heaps. you.